like a real Christian, but it's not what you may think. Welcome to The Quality Life, where we encourage you to live godly by breaking down biblical principles. Now, we think modern manifestation is stupid, but if you stay to the end, we'll teach you how to do it in a biblical way. First, we're gonna take a sip though. Whoa, whoa, stop manifesting. It's stupid. All right, now, don't be mad at me, just, just hear me out for a second. Manifestation is not just thinking about what you want and poof, it just magically appearing. There's no amount of affirmations or mantras that will get you everything that you desire when you desire it. Now, that's not to dunk on those processes or label them as ineffective, but when it comes to manifestation, it's lazy. Because the, the word manifest literally means to show by one's acts or appearances. It means to demonstrate, which means your faith without works is dead. You can give yourself a pep talk and think about it all you want, but do you really have faith in a goal that you're not pursuing? Imagine if you wanted to be a great musician and never played the instrument, but you thought and prayed about it really hard. It's lazy and it's not gonna work. Your actions tell you what your faith lies in. So hopefully you're demonstrating love, patience, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control because that's godly manifestation. And truthfully, those are worth way more than any material goal or vanity metric that you may attend. Oh, we are here. What's it is up? the quality life. We are going to teach you how to do manifestation in a biblical way. Um, you just saw that prof tip that was just released earlier. Now, we're going to get into it. What's up, Kenya? What's up, Josh? How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. All right. Shout out to the quality people out there. We're going to get straight into it. So I defined this in the prof tip, but we are going to see the real definition of manifest. So let me get back to that slide. It means to display or show uh, by one's actions or appearance. So basically it just means to demonstrate. And so, but this definition's kind of been altered, right? Mm -hmm. And so based on that definition, can Christians manifest? Can they? Yeah, they can. Mm -hmm. But should they? I guess it depends on what kind of like manifestation. Like what context? Yes, in what context. If you're trying to do, you know, worldly new age manifesting, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Hmm. Hmm. But I think we'll show them <laughs> just how to manifest. Now, you did a, a whole video about this on your channel, yep. uh, Kenya McIntosh. Last year. Last year. And so we're going to roll a clip from that. I am over the word manifest. Like here, I manifested this one more time. I might scream. So enough chit chat. Let's get into this. So when I say biblical manifest, just picture quotations around it, okay? The worldly definition of manifest is this. It's the art of physically materializing your internal beliefs. So basically, I want a car. I'm going to...
manifest a car i want an apartment i want to manifest an apartment i want this so i'm going to manifest this biblical manifestation is praying it's submitting to god's will it's reading the word and it is wanting for god to move in an area that you have no control over and that you all right so you kind of gave a little tip at the direction that we're going yeah. biblical manifestation you know submitting to god's will and praying about it and so we're going to get into you know our next question is should christians buy into you know the new age way of thinking kind of the law of attraction style absolutely not why not why not <laughs> why not yeah. because it works the fact that it works mm -hmm. should be terrifying enough just because okay yeah we know it works but that's not from god so since it's not from God, mm -hmm. it's from somewhere else. Right. And that somewhere else is the enemy. So mm -hmm. especially as Christians, like if we know and we claim Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we know that there's power in Jesus' name, right? we don't need anything else. We don't need to reach, use other outside sources to get to where we're trying to go. No, I would agree. I would agree. I, the Definitely the roots of the, the law of attraction is, you know, pagan in nature so it's not of god and so as christians probably something that we don't want to partake in and even like their definition of manifest is different like it's basically you creating your own reality yes. which means you're kind of becoming your own god god right mm -hmm. which was the original sin that's basically the fall of satan even before the fall of man and so that's basically the pride of life what what we all wrestle with every day is thinking that we are, you know, better than we are, thinking that we can figure it out on our own, but we can't. We are limited, we are finite in our being, and that's why we look to an infinite God, mm -hmm. right? And so, um, Alan Parr from, well, the Beat by Alan Parr is a great YouTube channel that we both follow, and we just wanted to play a quick, uh, he kind of touched on this uh, topic in one of his videos, we just wanted to play a brief clip of that we need to always be careful to give the praise the glory and the adoration back up to god because he is the source and every good and perfect gift comes down from the father above now you know that was fire if you want to see some more fire content then go ahead and subscribe and while you're down there go ahead and like this video now back to the action all right so who is in control of the universe and how do we have meaning in our life? We're about to answer that right after we take another sip. Major problem that I have with this idea of Christians manifesting certain things in their lives is that it denies the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty. Sovereignty means supreme power or authority. So is God sovereign? God is in control is a phrase that we often utter as believers. But do we actually believe it? Another phrase people generally use is, what is meant to be, will be. Many refer to this as fate, but as Christians we understand this to be God's will. We also understand that all things work together for the good of those called according to his purpose. This should be encouraging because everything may not go as we planned or how we hoped, but everything will go according to God's perfect will. And if we can align ourselves with His sovereign will, then we can live the most meaningful life 
with all things working together for our ultimate good. Yes. All right. So what do you think about, you know, the video that we just... I think it's all facts, 100%. What was what, a section that kind of hit you the most? Um, the part where once we align ourselves with mm -hmm. God's will, we will manifest right. what is to be. Right. We're going to literally demonstrate and, you know, act out the things that God has for us. Exactly. Because we have submitted. So, I mean, there's this big thing of... You creating your own reality versus, you know, submitting to the path that God has laid before you. So that begs a, a very good question. Should, or <laughs> my bad, who is in control of the universe? Um, God. It's God. And we have, <laughs> we have a great verse that, you know, that summarizes this perfectly. It's Psalm 115.3. It says, but our God is in heaven he does whatever he pleases. And so that just gives you, you know, uh, insight on the sovereignty of God, right? It's like he's up in heaven. Whatever he wants to happen is going to happen. And we should submit to that because in the Bible, it also says that God is good, right? And so because he's good, just because we perceive something as bad doesn't mean that you know, it isn't working towards, you know, his ultimate and grand plan. Because even the evil in the world, the perversion of his, of, well, of his nature is always working towards his good. That's a good point because mm -hmm. that is a common, I guess, rebuttal about Christianity. It's right. like, if there's so much evil in the world, how do we know God is good? Right. So We know God is good because of the evil in the world. Because he... Because if you didn't have a standard of good, then, I mean, everything would just be good, which is kind of like the, the direction that the world's kind of headed in. It's like, oh, everything's just based on how I feel and I can be right about everything. I could just live in my truth. My truth. Right. And there's no distinction between, you know, what's right and wrong. Like, I can, if I'm offended, then you're wrong and I'm right. Mm -hmm. But what if the other person was offended, then it's who, who's right? You have to have... Yeah. You have to have like, you know, a standard of, you know, what is good, what is right, what is just. Yes. All right. Which that brings us, there was a good R.C. Sproul um, quote that we're going to pop up on the screens. It says, most Christians salute sovereignty or the sovereignty of God, but believe in the sovereignty of man. So they're like, yeah, God's sovereign. But then they go out and they, you know, get into things like the law of attraction, like we touched on, or just wanting to make things happen for themselves and that's not to say that you're not going to strive for good or strive for you know greatness or to be you know excellent in whatever field that you choose but it is saying that hey i'm not going to let that consume me and let that define me i'm going to let god define me and let him lead me on the path because i know that yeah i may have a plan but it may not be, you know, the best thing for me because I am, you know, I'm a sinner. You know, yeah, and I, and I think that stems from, mm -hmm. um, especially with Christians that in, indulge in this kind of stuff, right. is because they don't know the word and they're not spending their time in the word. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so that leads us to, you know, a, a, a good question is we know God's sovereign and you, you kind of have this, 
back and forth. So if God's sovereign, like, is he just controlling me? Like, where does my purpose come from if I'm not like manifesting and creating it? So where does it come from? Well, a man's heart, this is Proverbs 16, 9, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Yes. So yeah, another, another verse that just popped in my head was, you know, the Lord is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet, right? And so we create a plan, right? And the Lord directs us based on the plan that we create. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was, you know, meditating on this verse, um, what hit me really heavy was, yeah, you can, you can plan something very bad. You can plan not to, not to, not to end up in heaven. And so, but God is going to direct you down that path if you show plan. That's, that's the, the, um, autonomy that we have, the free will that he's granted us. He's like, yeah, you can plan, but if you don't plan and you don't aim for heaven, then you're not going to end up with me because God is not going to force anybody to be with him in eternity that doesn't want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And so if you submit to his will, then you're going to have a good faith. Look, it said a man's heart plans his ways. And so our hearts can be wicked, but they Deceitful. also, yeah, but they also, you can also have a repentant heart mm-hmm. and which means to change your mind. Like we just went over that in our last video. Yeah, means to change your mind, turn from your ways, and then God is directing you now towards the path of eternity rather than to a path of destruction, right? Yes. And so that's going to lead us to something that when I was meditating, this is something that struck out to me like a sore thumb because I was like, okay. Where does this meaning come from? Like, you can't have meaning without bearing your cross. And so that's where I got this quote is meaning does not come without bearing your cross because you literally have to, like Jesus literally demonstrated exactly what we are supposed to do as Christians or how to, you know, live a meaningful and a purposeful life. It's like you are going to have to sacrifice for the good you know, sacrifice for the greatest possible value, which is, you know, glory with the Lord, essentially. And so that doesn't come without bearing your cross, without being disciplined, right? Having responsibility. Right, having self-control and just, and being accountable. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to have to give an account for our sins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... um, So the next thing is you need to choose your path wisely. Um, And so we have our last verse for this segment, which is Matthew 20 or Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which means mammon's just wealth. Um, more basically to give you a better sense of exactly what that means which is you can't have one foot in and one foot out right and i think our next clip describes that perfectly we'll we'll let alan describe i need to decide (laughs) if i'm going to be a christian i need to go with what the bible says and what jesus says or we just need to go and be in the world but we can't continue to have one foot in christianity and the other foot in the world do you feel that 
That's the feeling of your soul being fed. Make sure you subscribe and like this video for more content. Christians can manifest and it's not the law of attraction. Well, we're going to tell you exactly how to manifest as a Christian. But first, we're going to take our last sip. Christians can manifest, but we cannot do it in the new age way of just materializing all of our desires from our imagination. Let me ask you this question. Why do you even need to believe in God at all if you can create your own destiny and your own reality? Remember, manifest means to demonstrate. And if we could just demonstrate or conjure up everything that we need and want, there would be no need for God. We could essentially just bring ourselves to our own salvation, but we know that salvation is through Christ alone. So what exactly do we demonstrate or manifest as believers? The answer is the fruit of the Spirit. So the answer is the fruit of the Spirit. Now we're gonna break that down, exactly what that is, so you're gonna wanna stay tuned, but first, Christians can manifest? Yes. How? <laughs> <laughs> you know how. I know how. What do you mean I know how? You know how. Well, I want you, I need you to break it down for me. Like You, you pray. You, you fast. Right. You spend time with the Lord. Mm -hmm. You're in his will. You're in, in alignment with him. Uh-huh. And then boom. Well, I do have a question. And I think a lot of people would have this question as well, even if they've been in the faith. Hmm. And that question is, does God value me? Absolutely. He does value you. And we have a verse, Matthew 6, 26. And it says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And that verse is just beautiful because mm -hmm. it shows you that God is a provider and he's going to be there. He, he's, he's always covering you and giving you exactly what you need. Our problem a lot of times in America is that we are in such a wealthy nation that we take, you know, luxuries and, you know, in our minds, we put them as necessities. Right. Whereas in a lot of different parts of the world, right, they are just worried about food, water, and shelter. Yeah, like our right. sorry, our poverty here is nothing like our poverty in other countries. Exactly, exactly. And so I think, of especially like in America or you know, in a lot of Western civilization, um, we get caught so caught up because these structures have or infrastructure has been built, wealth has been created. And sometimes we don't scale back to think that there's some people that's genuinely just asking God for food, shelter, and water. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're trying to ask God for, you know, the mm -hmm. nicer car, to Dubai. yeah, nicer car trips, all these different things. And so sometimes you just got to put it into perspective. And so we do have another quote. If he didn't well, if God didn't value you, basically, he would not have extended the grace and sent his son to die for our sins. He knew all of us when we were in our mother's womb and knew what intention slash purpose he wanted to carry out. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Like, he knew, he knew us in our mother's womb. Like, he knew exactly 
what purpose that we that he wanted us to have mm -hmm. but that purpose is fulfilled that goes back to free will mm -hmm. so either we follow god's plan right and we fulfill whatever that purpose is yeah. or we follow our own will and end up wherever that leads us yeah and that can lead well if we follow our own will that will lead, <laughs> yeah, us, that will lead us to destruction <laughs> yeah. like absolutely yeah. absolutely and so another question that somebody <laughs> may have is can god meet my needs he meets all our needs he meets all our needs it may it may not feel like it but he does hmm. yeah and i think philippians 4:19 says that mm -hmm. perfectly and my god shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by christ jesus and i like how it says my god will supply all of your needs so he's clearly talking to you Somebody. know the reader mm -hmm. basically talking to other believers saying hey the same God, my God, which is your God, which is the God over all, the God that is sovereign, he is going to supply your needs, right? And so all you have to do is be willing to give him, claim Jesus as Lord, submit to his will, mm -hmm. and, you know, everything will work out. Everything will line up. Absolutely. So got another quote. God will at the minimum supply all your needs with the upside of doing exceeding and abundantly above all we ask or think. And so this little breakdown that we came up with basically just means that, hey, at the minimum, God is going to supply your needs, which goes back to, um, I think it was Philippians 4.19, where he's saying, hey, my God will supply all of your needs, right? Um, but he can also do exceeding and abundant above all we can ask or think. Yep. Now, a lot of people will use that and say, oh, that means it's my time to ask God for, for a Bugatti, this, that, a for all these material things. And oh, it's like, whoa, 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 well, whoa, whoa. what about your spiritual wealth and your <laughs> yes. spiritual health? Like, would, wouldn't you rather have peace over, you know, a night, like a nice car? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to, not to say that you can't value nice things or strive to have nice things, like, if you have the means. Yeah, and also not to say, like, as we are told to, like, go to God in prayer for everything, for anything. Right. But where's your heart posture? What's your heart posture look like? So. Exactly, exactly. And so, I, the last thing that we are going to cover today is, like, what are the riches and glory Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the riches and glory. I got this. I got this, babe. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. The riches and glory. But we have Galatians 5, 22 to 23 that explain it perfectly. Mm -hmm. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm. Against such there is no law. And that brings it back to the prop tip at the beginning. Right, which that's I was literally lab or labeling or naming, listing off the fruits of the spirit, which were you know the kindness, which were long suffering, which basically means patience um, through you know trials and tribulations, peace, joy. Like so, if you are producing these, then you are really showing that you have submitted to God, and in that submission, a result of that will be all these benefits and I, I like that it says self-control right uh, yes so which means that which means that I just don't succumb to my flesh mm -hmm. all the time I just don't chase all my desires not to say that my desires are invalid 
or that I can't have, you know, some of my desires met. But you have to be wise. Like everybody, for the most part, generally has the desire to, you know, have sex. But that doesn't mean every time I have the desire to have sex, I go out and find like a sexual partner. You have to exhibit self-control. And that's with anything like food or, um, you know, just material things that just everything you have to exhibit some sort of self-control and discipline Mm -hmm. and that's why god has given us biblical principles which is what this is all about and so to wrap this up um basically to wrap this up god wants you to produce good fruits. He wants you to submit in his will. He wants you to pray. He wants you to fast. And as Christians, that is how we manifest. We manifest the fruit of the spirit. We don't manifest material things. Um, we're not called to be you know, conformed by the world. We are called to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now we're going to let Alan God bless out. you with certain things. Absolutely, he will. But it is a result of God. Now, does that mean we shouldn't try to do certain things to put ourselves in the best position? Absolutely. But we have to always understand and recognize that it is the sovereignty of God that prevails over our own lives, not our own effort. Oh, whoa. thanks for watching the video. YouTube's telling me that you're going to like these two videos next. But before you do that, I'm gonna give you five seconds to like this video.